Today's scripture reading is from Matthew 3, 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Bless the reading of God's word. Thank you, Gordon. This morning I want to, I want to look at this thing we do here at the, in the Baptist tradition of baptism and uh, this kind of commitment to life and following Jesus Christ and ask the question, what is, what is this baptism all about? And as we, as we read the Bible, we see that John invited people into a baptism of repentance, encouraging them to turn away from their sins and to enter into God's grace and to be cleansed. And so the rite of baptism became kind of a cleansing ritual of, of God's grace washing over one. Actually, baptism comes to us from the Jewish tradition, ultimately, uh, early in the Jewish tradition, uh, when someone like you or me decided to become Jewish, they would be ritually cleansed in baptism. Uh, it wasn't something that folks who were born into it did, but if you, if you were a Gentile and you decided to become, uh, become Jewish, you would be baptized and cleansed uh, in that way. And John reacquired or, or, or took on that same ritual into a baptism, into a cleansing ritual of repentance, of turning away from one's old life and embracing a new one. And John always did that in the context of anticipating the kingdom of God, or even more specifically, anticipating Jesus's presence. For Jesus, as he went into the baptismal waters, as we read today, it was a beginning of his ministry. In fact, as in Matthew in particular, uh, it really marks the starting point of Jesus's ministry in public life and uh, carries uh, from this moment on into Jerusalem and ultimately the cross and the resurrection. And it is one of a couple of places where, G- where Jesus does something and is affirmed by a voice from heaven that says, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. So in addition to being a, a beginning of Jesus' ministry, it's an affirmation of who Jesus is coming from God in the midst, in the context of entering into the baptismal waters. For those of us who were baptized as infants, it really represents a commitment by the community and by parents who are bringing, who are vowing and committing to bringing you up 
in a Christian home. And it's a wonderful... In the Baptist faith, we don't baptize infants, but we dedicate infants. And it's kind of the same thing. It is a community rallying around a child and parents saying, we will do everything we can to help bring this child up to be whole and healthy and joy-filled in their life. And, And that's the kind of commitment that baptism represents. And for those who were baptized when you were old enough to choose, it was a response to a moving of the Spirit and a commitment to Christ. In the Baptist tradition, there's nothing particularly special about the water, especially the water today, which was very cold. And I, can, I still can't feel my legs, to be honest. But, <laughs> but the, the, and it was full of flowers for some reason. And <laughs> but there's nothing special about about the baptism waters. That isn't holy water up there, and if you saw it, you would, you would agree. <laughs> but that is not holy water up there. What, what we do in the Baptist faith is we enter into, bap- into the baptism waters out of a response of what God has done in your life already. It is, it is an acknowledgement of the movement of the Holy Spirit. Some, it's an outward sign of something that has happened, that has transformed within. And so that's what baptism as an adult is kind of all about. I was baptized, not necessarily as an adult, but when I was 14 at Clearfield Community Church. Uh, and I very excitedly one December, ran forward at the altar call when Larry Dobson had delivered a a mediocre sermon, but I was moved nonetheless, nonetheless, and I, I came forward, and I remember my youth leaders, for some reason, were not in the sanctuary, and someone went and got them, and they came and stood with me, as I said to the congregation, I want to be baptized, and then a few weeks later, entered into the Baptist baptismal font myself and it was an incredible moment when I could say to myself God is so real I mean it was really was this response to years of feeling God's presence and it getting more and more exciting and prevalent and real and baptism for me represented this moment when I could say to the entire world, what I am feeling in Christ is something real, is something life-giving and life-affirming, is something that will carry me into the rest of my life, and it's something that will help make me and shape me into a better person than I am today. It was a moment of vow-taking, not unlike a marriage vow, when I said before God and everybody, I am choosing to shape my life and pattern it after Jesus Christ. There's a lot of options out there. Buddha, uh, uh, you know, Islam. There's a lot of options out there, especially in Utah. There's some strange stuff out there that people can choose from. There's a lot of choices. This is America. You can choose all kinds of things to follow. That day when I walked into the baptismal waters, I chose to follow Jesus Christ. Jesus is the lens I chose in order to make sense 
of the world. And to be quite honest, without Jesus, for me, the world doesn't make a lot of sense. Other people have other ways of looking at the world, and that's fine. But for me, I look through the lens of Christ. And through that lens, the world comes into focus for who I am. It was an overt choice and a public declaration of that choice. Everybody saw me do it. And when in college, when I said, when I stopped attending church very much and uh, was kind of blurry-eyed on Sunday morning, I had people who said, do you remember baptism? Remember that commitment you made? (laughs) You don't look all that committed this morning, Curtis. (laughs) I mean, it's a moment when we vow in front of everybody, we we make a commitment. And there are witnesses who can remind us, who can remind us that there was a moment when we knew it was all real. Because I'll tell you the truth, and I hate to say this, parents, but Ryan and Megan, they're going to have their moments when they doubt, when they wonder. They're going to have those moments when, usually in college, when, (laughs) when they have all these ideas and they have all these thoughts and they have all these new ways of looking at the world and they may even push their their upbringing and their traditional faith away for a while but what they did today is they told us all at this moment god is so real and i am choosing jesus and don't get nervous because they'll go out but they'll always come back to that this is my faith They'll come back to that. Even if they don't do it as Baptists, even if they don't do it as Christians, they'll come back to this experience over and over again when God was real and a community rallied around them. And that's one of the beautiful things about this kind of commitment. I do want a disclaimer that I know not everyone practices baptism by immersion. And I'm using the term baptism, but I'm talking about that moment when we as people of faith make a conscious decision to say, I believe. And however you do that, I'm using the term baptism and I'm talking about immersion, but I just want to acknowledge there's other other ways of, of doing that in other communities. I know we have a variety of backgrounds here. So it's a commitment not only to God, though. It's a commitment to a community. It's an invitation to be a part of a fellowship, part of a family. And it's a covenant with that community. Today, Ryan and Megan said, we are are making this vow to God in the context of this church. And we are saying to this church, we want to be a part of the ministry that has helped shape who we are in faith and helped shape the relationship we have with Christ. And we, in turn, as a community, get to say, we are here for you, and we will continue to pray for you, to support you, to love you, even when you're not all that lovable, (laughs) and to watch you grow into the person God is shaping in you. And we, to that, we can say amen, right? Give me an amen. 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 There you go. They just committed to that. They're Ryan and Megan. And that's a, that's a worthwhile thing. Uh, and it's alignment. You know, it's not just this community either. Uh, and this, this, has a, this is a double-edged thing. This is a good and a bad. 
Quite frankly, when we walk into those baptismal waters, when we stand in front of God and everybody and we say, I am choosing to follow Jesus, we have aligned ourselves and put ourselves into a relationship with every other follower of Jesus Christ who has done that same thing. And I am sorry, kind of, because not all of those people, you know, we don't always get along. (laughs) We don't always see eye to eye. It doesn't always mean the same thing to us. But I'm sorry, we have locked ourselves into a relationship with every other person who has chosen to follow Jesus. And we live in the tension of not always agreeing on what that looks like and how we live that out. And yet, God's desire is that we would learn to be one And it is my faith that if we do focus on Christ, we will overcome those things that conspire to keep us apart. But when we say, I'm following Jesus, we have joined a club with everybody else that has chosen to follow Jesus. And we are a part of them and they are a part of us. And it's it's not always easy, but it is the way it is. It's not just a commitment To Christ, it's not just a commitment to the church, but you're really making a commitment to yourself as well. It's a call to become more than I am right now. To say, I am looking to grow into something else, something more, something beyond just what is today. I'm looking to the future and saying, I'm moving in a direction. I want to go somewhere. It's an acknowledgement that I am worthwhile. And quite frankly, I wish there was a way we could hear God's voice descend like a dove every time we say yes to this commitment. Because God says to you and me, This is my son or daughter, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. It is an affirmation of our identity as children, beloved of God. And sometimes I don't think we hear that when we get into the baptismal waters. Sometimes we're so busy beating ourselves up, we forget that we are there because of God's overwhelming powerful love for us and over and over again God saying to you and to me you are worth all of it I love you here's my final point is it's a starting point it is not the end all beat all for a long time uh, Christian churches really focused in on the moment of decision as being the pinnacle of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Folks, you know, evangelism and the evangelical church, a a tradition of which we come out of, was really focused on saying that Jesus prayer and getting to that moment of commitment. But then it seemed like people were forgotten. And left out. And, and it was often done not even in the context of community, but maybe at a newsboys concert or something like that, right? When we would run forward in the heat of the moment with good rock and roll music and give our lives to Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But it's a long-haul commitment. It's not one moment. It's every moment. It's a day-by-day thing. When you wake up and you look in the mirror and you say, today I am choosing again to pattern my life after the Prince of Peace. And that will change. That will evolve. In fact, if your faith today is the same as it was when you went into the baptismal waters, you're doing it wrong. Something's wrong. You're not getting your hands messy enough or something. Because your faith, it's the beginning. It is a beginning point of how God is going to nurture within you a deep and lasting and meaningful and complex and complicated and frustrating and a faith you got to wrestle with over your entire lifetime. I love, I love senior citizens who still learn stuff. Don't you love that? I love senior citizens who still learn stuff. That's why I love my Bible study. It, we're, we're an older crowd, and that's great. But man, they love to learn some new things. I love that. We should be lifelong learners. And your faith is going to evolve. In fact, this is I'm holding in my hand my ordination paper from June 26, 2000. I was ordained in 2000. And so they ask you, as a Baptist minister, they ask you to write a paper that basically explains everything you believe about everything. Right? Mine's only 26 pages long. I'm, I was much more concise then. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, what do you think about God? What do you think about Jesus? What about the Trinity? What about sin? What about the state of the world? What about the future? What about evil? What about the devil? What about God? You know, what about heaven? What about hell? What do you believe about all those things? And here it all is. And you know what? I went through, I actually had done this a while ago, but I went through and I highlighted all the things that I don't believe anymore, or that I wouldn't, or at least I wouldn't say it the way I've said it here, right? Like, look at all that, all that green highlighting. I don't, I don't think this way anymore. My faith has changed. My faith has evolved. My faith has become different. And some of the things that I was con- convinced of, so much so I was willing to put it down on paper, <laughs> I don't think those are valid anymore. I've changed. I've transformed. I've been shaped by my faith that has been tested, that has been nurtured, that has been supported in this community and in many others. We're called into a relationship with Christ. And that changes like any other relationship. We are not the same people we were. I'm not the same person I was when I was 14, in 2000, and even now. And so, I guess one of the things I want to say is don't be so scared of the commitment. We live in a commitment-averse society, don't we? Like, we're scared to death of of actually committing ourselves. Like, this this is me. I never use the word I promise to my children. Because they never forget something, and sometimes I, you know, I, I don't. I hate to be able. I hate to say I'm sorry to them. You know, I don't. You hate apologizing to your children. So, <laughs> so, so I'm real careful not to lock myself in to something like, you know, can I have a sleepover on Saturday? 
well, we'll see about that. We can, we can think about it. We can all, you know, I'll give it some thought. And up until the very moment, right, when it's time to go, I'm not really going to lock myself in anything. We're, we're like that as a society. But we don't have to be so scared. Because Jesus knows that over time, you're going to even doubt. You're going to even wonder if God's really out there. You're going to even push away. God knows that. God understands the world we live in and the struggles we go through. God says, but don't be afraid to have a relationship with Me just because you're afraid that you don't have the answers, all the answers locked into place. God help you if you do. Because that isn't what it's about. It's about that lifelong, nurturing, loving, unconditional relationship with the Creator of all that is good. I'm going to leave it there. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we sit in this moment and think about our relationship with You. The promises or the commitments or the covenants we've made with You. What they all mean. And we recognize even now, God, that what is most significant is the covenant and the promise You make to us. That no matter what, You love us will be with us and you will want the best life has to offer us. And what we do in response to that, say amen and join you in what you are doing in the world. May we have the strength and the commitment and the courage and the joy to do that in our everyday name of Christ we pray. Amen.